morning. My name is Angie. I am not Pastor Steve Todd. If you have the chance to return someday to meet him, I welcome you to do so. He's a great pastor and he has been gracious enough to lend me his pulpit while he is on vacation, but worth the return if you get a chance. So um, I'm so glad that you decided to come to church today. I am so happy that you decided to make it a priority at the beginning of your week. This is where I'm gonna be to get started. Um, how many of you came to church today with dirt under your fingernails? Go ahead, give it a look. We turned down the lights so that you can look close. Yeah. Do you have dirt under your fingernails? It's, it's summer, you know, we're digging in our gardens, we're weeding, maybe you work in mechanics and there's like, there's always dirt under your fingernails. How many have dirt under your fingernails? Oh, you raised your hands. We got a good crowd today. Wonderful. Uh, we'll get to talking about dirt and fingernails, and I just wanted to use that illustration to get us started, get us thinking about dirt, because the message today is muddy love. That's why I brought some pictures that I took with my very own phone right here in Nebraska of mud. We are going to be talking about muddy love today. Uh, I wanted to let you get to know me a little bit before I jump in with my five points that will come and all that. Uh, Five fingers on your hand. I think you can remember five points today. That's why I wanted to make sure everybody had hands today to take home these five points that I'm going to share with you. But before we get started with the message um, and the Bible and such, I wanted you to get to know me a little bit. So um, I have two favorite numbers. They are five and 42. And so instead of sharing 42 points about myself, I thought maybe five would be a good number to share with you today. Um, First of all, I am a mother. Do we have any other mothers here today? Fathers? People who have mothers or fathers? Okay, good, good, good. Um, I have five wonderful children. One of them's in Lincoln, and the other four are here today, over there on that side. Um, next, I'm a Nebraskan, born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Go Big Red. All right. Also a Benson Bunny. How many Benson Bunnies do we have here today? Oh, wow, more than I expected. There was one in first service. So thank you, Benson, for showing up today. Um, I am also a former missionary. I lived in South America in a country called Bolivia for 13 years um, in a town called Cochabamba, Bolivia. Um, there, during those 13 years, I helped pastor a church. I also um, founded an orphanage where we helped about 53 kids find homes. And then um, we also had a Bible school network of 64 Bible schools throughout South America. Um, we had a K-12 school as well. And we ran a bowling alley. So... That was my life before 2015 when I returned back to Omaha. Um, I am also a human. That's another point you need to know about me. Uh, fallible, flawed, but still following my God who is unfallible and he is not flawed at all, but I am. So how many other humans do we have here today? Oh, we still have humans, good, good, very good. 
And finally, the fifth point I wanted to share is that I am your sister. I consider it a huge privilege that you, as my brothers and sisters, um, have chosen to spend some time together as a family. And in that spirit of sisterhood, brotherhood, family, I wanted to start off with a prayer. Um, Can we pray together before I dive in here? If you would, just take your hands and maybe um, put them on your laps. Just open them and begin with that attitude of, I'm going to receive something from God today. And maybe it'll start with this prayer. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into love, God's love, and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in this church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. And everybody said, amen. That's a powerful scripture. So Levon read for us from um, John 8 and set up a scene in the life of Jesus. Imagine it, okay? It's early morning, you're getting going, it's a, it's a summer day, you, you got to get to work, but it's, you're happy, and, and Jesus was the same way, you know, he's getting up, he's going, he's, he gets to the temple, and he's, you know, hanging out with his friends, and he's talking, and the day's getting started, and, and then all of a sudden, there's like this noise coming towards them. There's a, a crowd of people, and they're, they're, they're shouting Jesus' name, and so he's like, paying attention, and, and then the people around are like, okay, they're talking to you, Jesus, we'll just take a step back for a minute here, and the crowd came, and in front of the crowd, there was a woman, and then the crowd started asking Jesus, what are we going to do with this woman? Imagine the noise, imagine the confusion, imagine the chaos, what would you have done if you were Jesus in that moment? If a crowd is coming at you and says, the law says this, what are we supposed to do with this woman? Maybe you would be, okay, yes, the law, show me the book. Yes, okay, the law says this, let's, let's do that because, yes, let, that, okay, take care of it, go, take it away. Or maybe, like me, you would have kind of like, um, somebody else take care of that. Take a few steps back. What do we see Jesus do in the middle of this? What do we see Jesus do in the middle of all this? He's not too loud. 
He doesn't, he doesn't get all flustered. He does something very odd in that moment. He crouches down in the dirt. He starts getting some dirt under his fingernails. He starts riding something in the dirt. It's, it's not revealed to us what it is, but it doesn't really matter. He crouched down in that dirt and equalized himself with that woman. Picture that woman. It's cold. She's covering her head probably. She's shivering. Feel that dirt in your hands. Have you ever felt like dirt and mud in your hands? It, it's, it's interesting to say the least, but Jesus was just kind of drawing there. What was happening with the crowd in that moment, they, they probably quieted down a little bit to see what Jesus was doing. But imagine what you would have done. In that instance, Jesus spoke a few words. And in unabashed de-escalation, let everybody go free. With just a few words... Jesus let everybody go free. Okay, so this crowd was there. They had some dirty, filthy hearts, if you ask me. But they were able to cover those dirty, filthy hearts with some beautiful, righteous, religious robes and some upstanding knowledge of the law. But Jesus simply says, He who is without sin cast the first stone. So that crowd full of hate, cruelty, and meanness, they get to simply drop their rocks and walk away. I love the Catholic confessionaries. I love that that exists still in our culture, that you can go to a priest and you can, in quiet and secret, reveal what's been going on and then get absolved and walk away free. Essentially, that's what Jesus was doing for this crowd all at once. He's like, okay, you're going to reveal to me that you're hateful and you're cruel and you're mean. But I'm going to give you an out. He who is without sin, cast the first stone. One by one. They walk away. I'll tell you who else he gave an out to is the mystery man who happened to not be present at that moment. Have you ever read that story and thought, wait a minute. By definition, this specific sin that was singled out in the life of this woman, adultery, by definition requires two to tango. And where is this mystery man? He is not made to account for his actions in this moment. But I'll bet you he heard about this. I mean, I'd like to rail against the culture and say he should stand for what he's done as well. But no, Jesus gives him an out as well. He's not made to present himself. And what about the woman? After everybody left, she gets an audience with the king of the universe. Divinity in human form. 
crouched down next to humanity in all of her tragedy and heard precious words. Woman, hey, lady, where are your accusers? She looked around. She told him, there's no one. There's not one accuser here. And Jesus says, then I do not condemn you either. Go and sin no more. And she gets up and she walks away. I tell you what, sometimes love is messy. Anybody who's ever tried to love another person and really love them, it gets messy. Which is why I wanted to bring this image of mud and call the message muddy love. Because I think what we're seeing here in the life of Jesus in that scene is muddy love. I told you I had five points and you proved to me you've got five fingers. So let's go through those five points. I guarantee you'll be able to remember these today. So show me your fingers again. Oh yeah, they're still on your hand, good, perfect. We've got five points that we're gonna talk about today, easy to remember. I promise even my youngest little nieces that are here with me today will be able to get them. We're gonna start with the pinky finger. So wiggle that pinky finger, show your neighbors your pinky finger, please. Yes, we can have fun in church, it's permitted. Okay, are you ready for the first point? And you're gonna repeat after me, please. The first point is God never gives up. Oh, Miss Leah would be so sad to hear that display. Everybody, repeat after me, God never gives up. Thank you. Think about that. All right, are you ready for point number two? Put up your other finger. All right, point number two, God never gives up on you. And you could even say it, God never gives up on me. It's the same thing, you know, you, me, it's all the same. All right, so point number three. Show me your third, third finger. Do we have three fingers up? One, two, three, perfect. Third point, God never gives up on your loved ones. Who's got some loved ones that might be going through some dirty, muddy, hard stuff right now. God hasn't given up on them. I promise you, God is there with them. All right, point number four, with your pointer finger, everybody's got four fingers up. Repeat after me, God never gives up on your enemies. This is the truth, this is the truth. You know, the little don't point your finger because three are pointing back at you. Don't be that gun. Don't accuse. So open those fingers and remember, God never gives up on your enemies. And the fifth point. You guys can remember these, right? You're still with me, right? You can take these home with you, right? Okay, fifth point. And you're going to repeat after me, please. God is love. And you'll notice that your thumb, that final point, is able to touch each of those other points. God is love. God never gives up because God is love. God never gives up on you because God is love. God never gives up on your loved ones because God is love. And God never gives up on your enemies 
because God is love. Can you take that home with you today? Can you let that mud get into your fingernails a little bit this week as you're having to interact with other humans, as you're having to face those issues that are so difficult, as you're working that nine to five or that two to nine or that 11 to two, are you gonna let that love be inside of you? That's what I want for today. So why mud? Uh, If you will, there is a Bible in the pew in front of you. You can grab that, or if you brought your Bible, or if you have your Bible on your phone, you can look up Ephesians 3. That's where I took the prayer from this morning. Ephesians 3, we're going to look at one of the verses that I prayed in verse 17. I really love this. If you're looking at the Pew Bible, you can find it on page 1,175. I love about this church, we give away Bibles. So if today you don't have a Bible in your home and you'd like to know more about this God stuff, this love stuff, this Jesus stuff, we want to put that Bible in your hands. So find somebody with a name tag um, after church and we will get you a Bible that you can take and mark and underline and star and draw in, whatever you need to do. Um, are we on page 1175, Ephesians 3? Do we have it? Okay. Verse 17 says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in. What are we rooted and established in? Love. So think about love as mud. Think about what mud does for a tree. Think about how that dirt in the darkness, in the mystery, in the magic, the nutrients and everything that happens under the surface, that's where the foundation happens for that tree to have fruit, to bear beautiful fruit. You know, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All of that comes from having a life that is buried in the dirt and mud of love. That mysterious, dark, time in your life that makes no sense. Maybe your sins have been pushed to the limelight and everybody can see that you messed up yet again. What does Jesus say? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Maybe you're hiding behind that robe of accusatory uh, pride that says, I'm all cleaned up. Now, can the rest of the world just get cleaned up, please? What does Jesus say to you? In that moment, I love you. I love you. Because God is love. So that's why I chose Muddy Love today, so that you can picture love as mud. that mud that gives you foundation, that mud that gives you strength, that love that gives you uh, something to run to when things look a little hard or a little difficult or maybe a lot difficult. I wanted to share with you a uh, testimony from my life. Testimony is a word we use in the church here uh, that means a little story 
about my life. I know I've shared a little bit about who I am already, but I wanted you to see this this concept, this idea of muddy love in a real life now day happening. Because I really think it's miraculous what Jesus did in that moment. I love that story about Jesus. And I love imagining myself as that woman flung before his feet in the filth and the dirt and then walking out free. I love imagining how Jesus was so great with the crowds that they could just disperse in peace because he told them to put rocks on the ground. Marvelous, magical, mysterious, miraculous. And it's good to have that concept, but it's also helpful to see that kind of miracle power in the real life human. And so I wanted to share with you a little bit about um, what happened to me two years ago. It was summer, end of summer, just like we have now. Two years ago, I get a call on the phone from my landlord. She says, the rent is three months past due, pay or get out. In that instance, I probably said something, I don't remember, I hung up the phone, I'm sure, but and then I, I don't know, I, I, I felt awful. I felt tremendously awful for a number of reasons, and I really didn't know what to do in that moment because, quite frankly, God and I were not on speaking terms in that instance. Sure, I drug my kids to church most of the time, and sure, you know, I could sing all the songs because I grew up singing them, and then, of course, I was a missionary, so, you know, I knew how to do it, but no, God and I were not talking at the time. But I knew people who did pray and did talk to God, and I am very grateful. So I sent out a bunch of messages, started talking to people. What am I supposed to do? This happened. What am I supposed to do? This happened. And I'll give you a little bit of background to help you understand how we might have gotten to that point. I told you I came back in 2015. Well, 2016 was when um, the day before Easter, day of death, you know, if you remember the first Easter, Jesus was in the grave, it was dark, it was awful. Well, the day before Easter 2016 is when my husband decided to leave and seek his happiness, and I was with the kids. Our marriage unraveled over the next year or so after 21 years that we finally settled on a divorce and and before all that happened you know you have to have the talks you have to sit and you have to say who's going to pay this and who's going to take care of that and who's going to do what and and so during one of those initial talks right after he left he was going to pay the rent and I was going to pay everything else and the kids were going to be with me and we're going to figure this out and whatever and so I didn't think anything was wrong. I was like, okay, he's paying that and I'm paying this. And so when that call came in 2017 and the divorce papers hadn't been signed yet, we were still in the middle of that child support hadn't happened. You know, it's all a mess. Uh, Timeline's sticky. I, I, I was like, what? What am I going to do? He was supposed to be paying this. So once... I got the message out and people were talking and helping me and they were stepping in. A, a saint from this church uh, sat down with me and the landlord. Got an extension, okay. 
and we were able to stay for a little while if we could get it paid and next month's rent on time. I was like, what? Okay, how are we going to do this? Thousands of dollars. Where am I going to come up with that? And miraculously, this is the muddy love that I'm talking about. Miraculously, in less than a month, those thousands of dollars of debt were paid. Friends, family, this church, my employer, charitable organizations, anonymous gifts, flooded in. And all of that was paid, plus I had enough to pay next month's rent on time. Plus, the landlord said, we're going to do away with the old contract. I'm going to sign a new contract with your name only, and you're going to be the one paying me rent if you want to stay here. Go. Okay. But thank you for letting me stay in my house with my kids right before school's about to start and all this. Um, and so it was then that I chose to talk to my ex and tell him what had happened. And, and I told him, you will be paying me the money and I will give the rent. That's how it's going to be until the divorce is finalized and until we have everything set up with child support, etc. And we got to stay in our home and we were not kicked out. And gosh darn it, I really kind of viewed my ex and the landlord as pretty much enemies in this moment. And I guess it might have been there that I got the point, you know, God never gives up on your enemies and God is love. Because that man did not have to pay a cent of that back debt. What? What? And that landlord got all of her money too. What? And I didn't deserve it, but I got to stay in my house. This is muddy love happening in real life. This is a miraculous intervention of God. And I, I'm not one to, you know, choose who's the heroes, who's the enemies, who's the villains, because when it comes down to it, we've all got something going on that is not working. Or we know somebody who's got something that's not working and they need this love. They need this real demonstration of love in their lives. So I want you to think about your life. Do you need love today? Jesus is sitting next to you in the dirt. Do you need to give love today? Jesus is kneeling before you in the dirt, showing you what true love is. Do you want to know love? Aha. Uh -huh. Step into the mess with somebody who's really having a go at it. Sit next to them in the mess, in the dirt, and you will know what true love is. It's not always quick answers and Bible verses and such. Sometimes it's just we're going to sit here and we're going to draw in the dirt for a little while because I don't know what to say. But your fingernails are going to get full of that dirt and you're going to remember Jesus. And his simple phrases. And you're going to be okay. To close today, I just wanted to pray. So if you could, just join me 
and attitude of prayer. And God, we just are so in awe at the life of Jesus and his demonstration of what love looks like. And, and it's, it's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond what we can, can imagine, but we know it exists. So this, this day, God, I pray that you speak to the hearts of each person here. Show them that you are, you are that voice saying, he who is without sin cast the first stone, giving us that forgiveness. Help us to see you, Jesus, sitting next to us and saying, I do not condemn you. Help us to hear your love in the middle of, a, of the confusion, in the middle of the crowd, in the middle of the chaos. And help us to be that love to this world. In Jesus' name, amen.